Hi there, welcome to the Raising Cinephiles podcast, a show about passing on your love of cinema to the next generation. I'm your host, Jessica Cantor, and I have worked in all facets of the entertainment industry for the last 20 years, and recently became a mom. Always remember that myself and guests are speaking from personal experience, not giving parenting advice. I am here today with Galila Bekele, model, activist, and filmmaker. We're going to talk about her most recent film, Maxine's Baby, a Tyler Perry story, which I had the pleasure of watching yesterday. Kalila, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And my first question for you is, what is your first movie memory? Wow. First movie memory. I would say something, you know, I don't have clear of like which was my first memory, but I remember being really taken by film by Sinbain, which is a Senegalese filmmaker, um, and also Fellini. So just like I remember the visuals of their films and their, their way they told stories. Yeah. And, you know, from a girl from Ethiopia watching it on a small screen, you know, that was sort of like, wow, it transported me into their, into their world. And I, and I remember feeling that. I remember the feeling more than like what film I was watching. Yeah. I've heard uh, different stories from people who did not grow up in America about their access to cinema and what that was like. And I was wondering if you could speak to that a little bit, what that was growing up with your family, how you were introduced to cinema. Because it's always so special to hear those stories. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think um, even like anyone that grew up before streaming, which is very recently, mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't have the luxury of like ev- having everything in the palm of your hand, you know, and places like Ethiopia or like, you know, when I look at countries like Brazil, Egypt, Sudan, Somalia, you, you know, the content we would receive was like a little bit, uh, maybe like five years behind or 10 years behind. Um, so I remember like watching like Friends or like the Cosby show, dubbed version. You didn't even hear the real actor's voice. Um, but what I really appreciated was uh, there was no like um, propaganda and how it was curated. You know, it was just like it was shown because it was available. Mm. So you had like a wider uh, sort of um, option in a sense of like, I remember watching French cinema, Indian Bollywood, um, Nollywood from Nigeria, um, like some Senegalese filmmakers, European, American. So like you had like a wider um, sort of exposure, but it wasn't available all the time. And did you watch films in a cinema? Did you watch them on a television? What was that experience like for you? Yeah, the earlier part of my life, we watched it in like a neighbor's television. And it was like one neighbor that had TV. So mm-hmm. they opened their window and like all the neighborhood kids would like <laughs> stick their head yes. as you're sharing. Most, most likely you can't even hear the audio because the TV is so far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like, you know, my uncle would treat me and take me to, to a cinema in, in Addis in Ethiopia. And it would be like Indian film, like the newest Indian film that, would, that came out or an Ethiopian cinema. So that was my, my memory. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. What I was struck with in watching your film was it was really artfully made. 
You know, you you took time in bringing us into Tyler Perry's world and into his childhood uh, and your choices of how you put it together. You know, it felt like you were very educated in cinema when I was watching the film. So oh, I, I wanted to invite you to speak to your inspirations were and where they came to you in your life as you were applying it to the film. Well, I'm, you know, taught by practice. Uh, I never went to film school. You know, I started my career as a model and modeling sort of exposes you to so much and also being able to work with the best of the best, the best photographers. Um, and if I was on the set for L'Oreal or Pantene, you had the best cinematographers who were lighting and, and all of that stuff. So mm. it was like a sponge that was absorbing all of that and you know annoying them asking them about camera and placement and <laughs> it really also taught me how to communicate with my subjects you know mm. i've been on set where um either the art director or the photographer didn't communicate with me what was going on so i had to figure it out and was awkward and there are times where they were very generous and open and told me what we were shooting or what's happening so i was well prepared so you, that sort of prepared me in, you know, in documentary filmmaking, you don't have the luxury of saying cut and let's do it again. And mm. these are real people. You know, my first film we shot in rural part of Ethiopia, as rural as it gets, indigenous Ethiopian land, where most people have never seen a camera before. So you bring out your camera, they think it's a weapon or they've never seen foreign object. So you have to sort of, play and let them play with it, let them film you, get to know them. And that's sort of like the human connection is important. Mm. I think most of the time in filmmaking, we focus on the technical aspect, but it is really about human relationships. It is about mm. um, when someone is sharing their life with you and, and being vulnerable, all of that depends on the landing pad. People, yeah. people comfortable they're not going to open up and camera doesn't lie captures mm -hmm. everyone's mood and temperature and you know it's all by practice that I sort of learn and I'm still learning and this film has been especially this film the biggest learning curve of you know making a film in this magnitude <laughs> yeah there's an interesting dissonance between Tyler's process of, of creating a film and the container that you've created for that in your documentary. And I'm curious how you were able to hold that space and not get caught up in that rhythm, you know, cause he has a rhythm to how he creates and your film is, is not that it, it's over an expansive amount of time um, and a very different rhythm. So I'd love for you to speak to that about, about that, whether that was a challenge for you or not. Yeah. I mean, he does have his own rhythm. But I think, you know, I had to take myself out of it um, to really be a good listener because I had to make sure I wasn't interrupting the storytelling by my own knowledge, but it had to be captured from a lens that, like, as if I didn't know any, anything. So not being on the way was important, not to get on the way of what he's doing and just staying small, shotgun style, one camera, um, so there were days that we filmed for 16 hours and nothing happened. And there are days for five minutes and you get something magical. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think, too, I had to really learn to be a good listener. I think filmmaking, you must listen. People show you who they are, how they move, and then you sort of learn to keep up with their own rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think film is a, a unique um, art form that's sort of similar to music. And either you sort of hear the tunes and you stay on rhythm or yeah. you're offbeat and it doesn't work. So yeah. following the subject you're following, they're, they're following their rhythm is important. Yeah. You know, something else I think is really relevant to this podcast because I'm talking about sharing your passions across the generation. And this is definitely a very generational film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the motivations for Tyler Perry coming from his upbringing and how he's breaking that generational cycle with how he wants to raise his child. And forgive me, but you share a son, you and Tyler, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. Um, And so you brought your son a little bit into this film. Um, Very specifically, I felt at least, to showcase that change in generational trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you talk about that? Why that was important to the story that you were telling? Yeah, I think the the topic of fatherhood um, is important, especially in this story. And I mean, in all of us, I think everything starts from home. You're a mother, you're feeling it, you're experiencing it daily, mm-hmm. how you're shaping your child and how your child sort of is a, a result of that environment. And seeing Tyler, you know, become a father and pour so much love into this little boy, little boy's life, um, and which is opposite of what he experienced. It's pretty fascinating. You know, the human yeah. spirit of like what we endure. And when we sort of are ready to heal and forgive and move forward, and freeing ourselves and to fully experiencing this love, it's pretty magical. Yeah. I think uh, it's like a three different generation of men, right? Like Emmett, Tyler, and Aman. And Aman is receiving this, this beautiful love and connection with his father that Tyler never experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was also why Maxine was so important because she's the source of that love. Yeah. Right. And also as a filmmaker exploring um, what is love? How are we do? Is it something we are born with innately? Um, Yeah. Practice that we learn. uh, It was a very important part of the story. Yeah. It's also so, you know, healing for trauma. Also like when that trauma is not healed, you're repeating the same cycle in Emmett's yeah. That's what, you know, Tyler beautifully explained is that I needed to forgive and learn more about Emmett's background to understand where this rage and anger and violence comes from. You know, not to excuse any of that, but like to understand, I think, helped him free himself a little bit more. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, has your son been introduced to cinema? Yes, I mean, age-appropriate, you know, <laughs> cinema. He is a, a storyteller, you know, himself naturally. I can see that. But I feel like um, at that age, 
children are so imaginative, you know, like between, I would say, until about 10 and 11, they're very expressive and, and books and writing and all of that and building. So it's been really beautiful to witness that. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the first movie you showed him? Yeah, it was pretty late to like introducing screen time. <laughs> um, but he caught the bug of Paw Patrol earlier huh. with his friends and to see the Paw Patrol show and just like dogs and trucks and <laughs> you know, the characters and wanting to be one of those characters. That was like quite beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And have you brought him to the cinema yet? Like to experience a movie in that arena? How old? I don't know how old he is. Yeah, he's almost nine. Yeah. Okay. So, of course. And, you know, I think the, the best part about like having access to cinema all around yeah. the screen is quite a magical place, especially at that age to see it. It's a live moving picture, you know? <laughs> yes, for sure. And do you. I mean, I guess at eight or nine, do you have a sense of his taste? Mm, correct. You do? Yeah. Uh, has it surprised you? No, I think it made me even more become like a kid myself. You know, that's what like I, you know, I think play and imagination as we grow older, we sort of like, we don't practice it as much and play and it, creativity and imagination is so important especially in as an artist to try and not for the purpose of like making something and seeing you know seeing the end result first but more about like I'm curious I want to do this I want to film this I want to create this I want to paint this you know and just like encouraging me to play more yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah I you know we're in the fort building stage in my house so we're just the beginning of that. I haven't really been that restrictive on screen time, but I really care the content that he watches. That's sort of been my approach. Are you going to show your son or has your son seen the film? No, I, I, I don't think it's age appropriate. It is yeah. um, okay. way longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. I've spoken to a few people in entertainment that are like, yeah, I don't think my, my kid is going to see her our movies for a long time, if ever. <laughs> yeah. um, but it seems like it's a very special film for your son in a way. Have you spoken with Tyler about introducing your son to his childhood? When he's old enough, you know, it's something we share. Like there's, uh, um, there's nothing bad about sharing this film with no, no. our son. I think it's just make, making sure that he's emotionally equipped to process. Mm -hmm. yeah, especially because it is a story about his father. Um, but yeah, I think when the time's right, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be beautiful. It's, I think more what I, I was referring to is breaking the illusion of your father a little bit and turning him into a person, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's a specific age. I don't, haven't discovered that yet with my son. I don't really remember it with myself when I discovered my parents were people. You know, like fully yeah. formed with their own experiences. It's such an interesting time to yeah. to explore with your children. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lifelong <laughs> practice, I think. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, 
And are there any films that you absolutely love that you're excited to show your son as he grows older? Oh, so many. I'm excited to share with him like all the filmmakers that I admire and adore. Um, and also him sharing his favorites, you know, like swapping um, yeah. the same way like we do with books and music, you know. And there's so many film great filmmakers that I love their work, like, you know, Mira Nar and Eva DuVernay. And like, there's so many and mm-hmm. so much to discover. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm trying to remember Mira Nair. So she's incredible. I mean, when you look at like Monsoon Wedding to... Um, namesake to you know like the the plethora of like her storytelling ability it's pretty incredible and also yeah. like she's able to jump in and out of cultures yeah you know, like you know queen of katwe which was shot in uganda and then you get to see like the ugandan roots you know mm-hmm. um and also like mixing this like her indian background but like the influence of like living and growing up in Uganda and also living in the U.S. connecting these three cultures and languages I think is fascinating yeah yeah it definitely is uh, so I'll ask you my last question which is a film you would recommend for my son to fall in love with cinema he's two you said he's but he doesn't it could be when he's older I can show it to him when he's older so yes I would say um Cinema Paradiso, beautiful film. Yes. Um, Black Girl by Sin Ben, because it's magical. You know, it tells about this beautiful young lady who moves from Senegal to France to be a housekeeper, and it's told from her own voice. Oh, I love that. It's quite beautiful. Um, It's also a period time, you know, like black and white, vintage. Um, Yes. Um, pie. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's pie. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Yeah, are... Fellini. It's a good film. Yes. Yeah. And is an Ethiopian filmmaker, Yared. He's an indie filmmaker, and there's a film called Lamb of a coming of age of a young boy from mountains of Ethiopia. Beautifully shot. Uh, Of course, you know, In the Mood for Love, which is the cinematography. Oh, yes, the Wong Kar Wai film. It's one of my favorites. So much, so much. (laughs) Yes, there's so many. Well, you know, this this was such a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much. Tyler's, um, the latest film, you know, the Jazz Man's Blues. That's oh. shot. Yeah. Like, and storytelling is pretty incredible. That's what's yeah. to the list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate your time. And I'm uh, really, congratulations on your film. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. It's a great conversation. Thank you. <laughs> If you enjoyed the conversation, please don't forget to like and subscribe. New episodes release every Wednesday. And leave a comment and let me know which movie you think I should show my son. Until next time, take care.